Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, MVP. That's right, man. I'm wearing it with honor and pride this morning. What were you the MVP of? <laughs> I am the most valuable player of the last two Sunday pool volleyball games, back to back. MVP, if I might add. Was that like? Uh... 7 p.m., sun's going down, Ruther won't let it go, everybody's left, all the athletic and fit gay men who had been drinking low-calorie White Claw are gone, the mayor's turned in for the evening, and you're just spiking it on your neighbor's seven-year-old son? No. What I'm MVP of is a game-clinching game five. Wow. Five-game series. We were down. Two to one, and we took the last two games, and I took the MVP of those last two games. And I love the MVP. We give the MVP now out to whoever the MVP is of each game. I believe you've worn this hat before. I have. Now, was, is the mayor still the person who's like the, the judging panel? Is he? It's, it's now turned into a group discussion. So uh, I, I had been vocal that I wanted it by the end. I said, I'm going for it. And I had a game four, I had a nice. Six straight point serve run, which solidified that. And then uh, game seven, I, I did what I needed to do. It was kind of up for debate, but uh, I basically wasn't taking the hat off. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. It's probably the best uh, sports honor I've ever had in my life. And I'm wearing the dollar store purple MVP hat with pride. Yeah. I look like a child. Well, I'm excited for you. Thank you, Joe. You were missed. Because I know you, you bring the high-quality pool volleyball skills. Yeah, uh, I, I'm sad to miss it, but uh, I had to go down to Redondo for Chris Kawild's, uh 43rd birthday party. Um, which which I, I was not invited to. You weren't invited to. Uh, he invited. I feel like he should have invited you because I feel like you would have showed up. Uh, he invited a lot of people that that no showed. Uh, he, he, famous no shows include Jason Hour um, and Pete Giovine, uh, both real just disappointments. The fact that Hair and Teeth and Hour of Power were no shows just says a lot about them as men and their character. He's Lachlan invited- Patterson was there with his baby crush though. Interesting. Yeah. Now, now Chris there was is- a Miss Pac-Man tournament. He's invited me in the past. Yeah. So I don't know what I did to get on his bad side. Yeah, I've always been on his bad side. Yeah. I think you live on his bad side. It's just what you do to get on his good side for any glimpse of a, yeah. a, any crack of light. How old is he? 43. Big 4-3. Yeah. It's a good party. It's fun. Fun time was had by all. Good uh, spread down there? Decent spread, yeah. I, uh, I went hard at the spread. I went hard at the appetizer spread, and then when pizza arrived... Uh, oh yeah, I was struggling, uh, but we also did pizza at Laz's eleven eleven show the night before, so I was a bit pizzaed out. But did, I, I still had, 
I mean, I still have three slices of pizza. You missed some wild stuff at Laz's party, by the way. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw a lot of wild stuff at Laz's party, too. That crazy girl. Yeah. Did you hear what happened after you left? Well, she, I, I was there when she got in an Uber, so whatever I missed happened in like the three minutes when I went outside and then before she oh, hit the road. Oh, you missed her going off on me. She went off on multiple people. I know. She went off on everybody at the party, but then Laz had my back. Dude, it got hilarious. So And then, I mean, here's how crazy somebody has to be. Andy Lazarus had Andy Ruther's back. I know. It was wild. So she she's sitting at the table. You know, we're all at the table, basically. Everybody's just drinking and passing Literally the, one of the craziest people I've ever met. Ever. She was talking to herself. Yeah. So she came. Who, who was the black comic? But we have still not confirmed that yeah, she came with him, right? He confirmed. Oh, he I, finally admitted it? I, he wouldn't admit it to me, and then finally after she left, he admitted it. Okay. And he said, I'm sorry. I'm like, dude, come on, man. So and why didn't he take this girl home? I don't know. The whole time, she's like harassing people about getting home. Guys, this is one of the craziest people of all time. So we're all sitting at that table. Like I said, everybody's just drinking. I mean, we've had some weird dirt balls show up to the 11-11 show, but I think she might be the craziest attendee in the history of the 11-11 show. She's wild. So I say to her, because at this point, we don't know how she got here. All I said was, and not even in a mean way, how did you hear about the party? And that just triggered her. And she goes, you don't have to be condescending to me, you fucking douchebag. And I was literally, I literally had the joint right in my mouth. And I, I, I felt like, <laughs> you know that meme they have with like LeBron with the cigarette? And I just looked up at her like, like this fucking bitch. And I'm all cool and calm and nobody says anything. And then Andy loses it. He looks at her and he goes, he goes, you have no right to call my friend a fucking douchebag. You don't even know him. I've known him for 10 years. I can call him a douchebag. I know why he's a douchebag. You can't call him a douchebag. And he goes, but keep enjoying my wine that I just poured for you at my house, at my party. And then she goes off and laughs. And she's like, you don't got to be a dick. She's like, no, you're being a dick to him. He literally just asked you, how'd you hear about the party? So that triggered you? And then from there, just all hell broke loose. And she's like, I'm getting out of here. She went off. She was so mad. There was that you could feel that tension of like, is she gonna try to stab me? Because I was sitting next to her. She she called multiple people serial killers. She called multiple people assholes. She was the worst. I didn't get on her bad side, but she was asking every single person for their number. Weird. One of the one of the craziest people I've ever met. She she at one point goes, I was like. She's like, she was like, ask people for a number. I go, just follow me on Instagram. Like, that's that's 2019. Just follow me on Instagram. She goes, I don't follow people on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, but I don't follow people. I'm just cool like that. And then, so I, like, I, I like checked out her Instagram. She has two Instagram accounts, one for her music career, one for her comedy career. Neither of them ha- does she follow anyone on. She's literally one of the worst people I've ever met. Yeah, that also, tri- when I said, how'd you hear about the party? That's when she went off and saying, I'm a comedian. Who are you? Did you just show up to this party? Uh, I will say, though, I am fascinated by crazy people. So everybody. Yeah, everybody was counting on you, like, taking to her. Yeah. No, she was crazy. And she I mean, wasn't attractive. Obviously, you're in a relationship these days. But, other, like, single Andy Ruther, that might have been your grenade. She tried to fight. Uh, is it Alicia? Yes. 
she got in a serious, like, heated yeah, she was a crazy argument over 80s music. I've never seen somebody ready to fight somebody over their stance on 80s Is, music. It, do you think that's the, the craziest response to sort of a uh, completely innocuous situation since the five-episode and ongoing Andy Ruther versus White Claw? Do you, th- do you think this is – where does this rank on absurd, reckless, over-the-top arguments? Is it above or below Andy Ruther versus Hard Seltzer? You know, I think I have a perfectly normal and sane stance that I think you don't drink alcohol and you're enraged at what other people who drink alcohol choose to drink. I just think it's lame. Not enraged. And and as we discussed, I, I'd like to get twerks. He's over I mean, here. It's not as lame as not drinking. We can all agree to that. Right. Well, I'd like. Well, first of all, I'm being healthy with my body. I, I'd no, like, Aaron's being healthy with his body while still drinking. But it's not hard. You you just gave it. Uh, it's a giant sham. And I mean, I, this is this this is this is we're we're taking we're going to another level. This is an ongoing thing. You you literally sent out an article on Twitter where the title is "Hard Seltzer or Sham." Like, let it go. You're still fighting. Now you're now you have you have sunk to the depths of. It's not actually seltzer. <laughs> like, well, well, well Prano, first of all, the irony of you telling me to let it go as you never forget a troll or you're the one who never lets anything go. I mean, at least we're, that happens on the Dirty Sports Podcast. We're talking about sports. You're on, you're on week nine of the you're fighting against seltzer. But it's not seltzer. That's all I want who to put cares? out there. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying their entire brand. Yeah, I, there was I don't a, even know what seltzer is. What's well, seltzer? Well, there was What's an the ar- definition of seltzer? there was an article in the San Francisco Chronicle. I, I, and I don't really care about her opinion, but the facts are what she's stating is true, and that all these brands like White Claw or uh, what are some of the other ones, Aaron? Uh, truly, truly, Bon and Viv. They're, they're, what they're doing, and she's right in this, what they're doing is they're promoting it as a hard seltzer when it's not seltzer. That's all I'm saying. Hey, so, uh, so, by the way, the definition of seltzer, medicinal mineral, mineral water from Niederselters in Germany. So I have a feeling that fucking, you know, uh, most seltzers aren't seltzers. I don't think a fucking Schweppes is but coming from. But her point of the article, I, you're trying to deny facts here. The the part, the point of her article is just that it's malt liquor, and and she's right in saying instead of what medicinal mineral water from needle seltzer in Germany. Joe, I don't know what definition you're just randomly pulling up. Well, that's I, where the term seltzer comes from, Nieder seltzers. But seltzers. I, I know that it's malt liquor. That's all I'm saying. So, As opposed to what did you what what did you think they were claiming? I'm not pulling that up the fucking article. We, no, I mean, but I'm saying what did you think the claim of hard seltzer was? That it's basically sparkling water with alcohol, which it's not. But my point to that was that I honestly don't think the people like that are drinking liquid. it care. I think they think kind of like what I am or what I feel like towards it that it tastes good, it doesn't feel heavy, and it gets me drunk. So I mean, I could care what the source. I is. assumed everybody who was. Doing this seltzer thing, just assume that meant it was clear carbonated liquid, and the hard uh, definition adds alcohol. And I think Aaron's right there. I'm not disagreeing with that point, but all I'm saying is they're marketing it as something it's not. That's all I'm saying. Facts, people. These are the facts. I'm just bringing them to you. You can make a decision however you want. You can attack me. I already see comments on YouTube. You can attack me for reading the San Francisco Chronicle. I'm sorry that I want to be educated. Well, you didn't read that. Let's be honest. You don't read the San Francisco Chronicle. 
<laughs> you're not a fucking San Francisco Chronicle subscriber. You read every and every, every and all articles about hard seltzer on the internet because you won't let your fucking fight against something that literally no one cares about go. No, I'm having fun with it. I already told Aaron when he walked in. It, it, it's it's all good fun. It's all good fun. I, if I hated if I hated White Claw that much, I wouldn't be buying more this week. I already told him that. It's like. It's like, I'll give the people what they want. People were drinking White Claw. You had some White Claw, or did your lady, Saturday. Yeah. People were drinking White Claw at the pool yesterday. I'll give the people what they want. If I was that anti-White Claw, I would not be getting White Claw. End of day. I, you know, end of story. I, I'm just having fun with it. I still think it's lame. <laughs> Let's talk some sports. Not really any sports to talk. No major news. I think it was just a 11-11 show and the White Claw debate. So have a great day, and uh, I'll yeah. see you guys on Thursday. Andrew Luck retired! <laughs> Jesus, Ruther, how much of a pause are you going to take? I was waiting for you to hop in there. Andrew Luck retired. So I saw, I'm watching the Miami-Florida game. Yeah. And the ticker on the bottom, this is two minutes after the Schefter tweet. The ticker on the bottom says, Andrew Luck has, re- breaking, Andrew Luck has retired. But, you know, it wasn't any bigger than the normal ticker, which is pretty small. And I thought, did I just read that right? And like 30 seconds later, you text me, did you see this? And I'm like, yeah, I thought I did, but I didn't know if I was dreaming. It's high on White Claw fumes. <laughs> Andrew Luck retires at age 29. So... Many questions, layers to this. So many questions. So many. It. It. The butterfly effect of this. Oh yeah. Uh, There's a lot here. What's like the things that happened or didn't happen in the past? Recapping Andrew Luck's career, the state of the Colts. Uh, Ryan Grigson is a GM. The new GM. Like there are so many layers to this. Um, let's just, I'm, I'm going to start with a couple of like the, I'm going to, I'm going to scrape the top. I'm going to, I'm just, I'm going to start just peeling off the inedible part of the onion and, and eventually we'll get down to the core. The inedible part is, uh, Andrew Luck has suffered multiple injuries throughout his career. A lot of which were like pretty fucking heinous yes. in terms of the things that, your body has to go through and the way you have to recover a torn labrum. Like I think, I think strained rib, like something he had, he had major rib issues I, I at one he point. Lacerated, lacerated a rib, a kidney or a spleen. Yeah. yeah. Which probably related to the rib thing. Like the one hits the other. Uh, I'm sure concussions, right? Well, let me just hop in here real quick on that. These are the numbers on Andrew Luck in his first three years of his career. He was hit or sacked 60 more times than any other player in the league. And, th- and, and here's another really re- – oh, I'm sorry. This is actually since 2012. I apologize. This is the tweet. Most times knocked down. So that means sacks or hit times they were hit on their pass. Since 2012, Andrew Luck's at 352, Matt Ryan 293, Ryan Hanna- T- Tannehill 276. So there it is. He's more than 60 times been hit since he was drafted in 2012. So this notion, and I've seen it from a few people, Joe, this notion that 
he hasn't suffered a serious injury. I mean, some people are actually saying this. Well, he missed an entire season. Or hasn't been hit. The stats don't lie. He's been hit more than any other quarterback, and it's not even close. Yeah. Um, So the guy has suffered and battled back from serious injury. He's a smart guy. Uh, went to Stanford, graduated early, has made a bunch of money. I actually don't know the the facts in terms of what he is leaving on the table versus what, you know, if, if there's signing bonus that has to be returned, if well, anything. Well, that. the Colts, I do know, and, I, and, and kudos to the Colts for this. They're not making him return. Any of the bonus. Like, they could have made him return what he just signed. He got an additional, I think, six or seven million in March for still being on the roster. There was another additional from last year. So basically, year. just all his like checks, game checks going forward, he's done. That's what he leaves. Basically, on the table. I think he's given up thirty to forty million. I could be wrong. It's something in that range. But he's, let's be honest, he's a, he's a smart guy. Yeah. He's made millions. I think he's made about ninety-eight million. He's gonna be fine. Yeah. And he has made a decision to not put his body through and this is the thing like the Doug got like the shithead Doug Gottlieb tweet I don't even want to mention Doug because the, it's such a bad take the shithead tweet about like not rehabbing um this isn't necessary this is about more than just like him not being interested in going through the rehab it's like you're rehabbing to potentially do more of this yeah. That's the thing. It's like you're not rehabbing and then like, oh, well, now I'm just like a quarterback who lives in the league and doesn't get hurt ever again. It's like it's the it's the rehab process. And this injury that has sidelined him this year, this preseason, smells just like his injury the last time where it was like, oh, it's this thing. It's just like a ankle sprain. And it's like now the ankle's his calf. Now the calf's his leg. The whole bottom half of his body doesn't work anymore. Like that's basically what happened with his shoulder. Andrew Luck was day-to-day for a fucking year. Yeah. And I understand that part of that is hiding, uh, you know, what is or isn't going on with people for a variety of reasons to sell tickets, to for strategy, blah, blah, blah. But the bottom line is he already has missed a season and a half in his yeah. career. And he's rehabbing to potentially go through that again. And the guy's made some money. He's a smart guy. And he doesn't want to put his body through it. And honestly, if you look at a lot of the fucking people that have retired or haven't retired, I mean, Andrew Luck doesn't want to be Steve McNair. He doesn't want to be Jim McMahon. He doesn't want to be O.J. Simpson, who maybe or maybe not is murdering people because of CTE. He doesn't want like there's a lot of fucking crazy shit that has gone on and the way players have suffered after the fact whether we see it or not, whether they're stars or not. And it's like, look, does he fuck the Colts over? Yeah, but the Colts have fucked him over. The Colts have fucked him into being, uh, like, literally, you know, feeling unsafe on the field, and I'm completely fine with it. I agree. I kind of want to take the football element out of it for a minute and talk about someone's life. And they can do whatever they want. So anyone who's taking... Except drink White Claw. Yeah, they can do that too. I'll just make fun of them. Any, anyone's take... Just boo them as they leave the field. Any, can I fucking say my piece? Yeah. And by the way, that's, that's some bullshit from Colts fans. If you're a Colts fan, 
and you boot him or if you think it's okay that's that's amateur hour this these guys not just andrew like all these yeah, NFL, you're fucking losers. Total losers. All these NFL players. Go they, eat at Apple. Go eat ribs at Applebee's. You fucking losers. These are modern day gladiators. These guys put their bodies through so much, and the thought that he owes anything to those and, fans and that's is, why, is a, is a and, joke. And that's why everything that we see about the modern sports fan and the Twitter hot takes and the way hot takes then lead to the way people act in real life and the media's, you know, the, the Skip Baylesses and the Colin Cowherds and the Doug Gottliebs and the people with shitty takes that then people watch those shitty takes and then they take those shitty takes to real life situations where they're like, I'm going to be an asshole just like Skip Bayless. And then Skip Bayless is like, I'm just being entertainment. And somebody's like, I'm too dumb to know that. And now I'm going to go be Skip Bayless in real life and turn into a complete asshole. It's like, that's why it infuriates me. When I do like our podcast, it's like, oh, fucking Joe Prado is an Eli Manning slurper. Yeah, I, I'm an Eli Manning slurper for fucking defending a guy who's played 20 years in the league. Never complained that he fucking plays behind offensive, shitty offensive lines. Has been beat to shit. Never misses a snap. It's like, it's not a slurper to go like, look at what this guy did. He lived Andrew Luck's life for 20 years and just hum, hum, haws, haws, fucking his way through the league and never goddamn complains once. Yeah. And, and just to say I support that makes you a slurper. And, if you, and, and really the answer is you're not supposed to support that guy. You're supposed to boo him if he doesn't play to your standards and boo him if he decides to leave early. And it's like, you're, you're, like sports fans these days are just embarrassing themselves. The thought of booing somebody... For retiring. This isn't somebody who did something bad to your team. This is somebody who literally made your team good. Somebody who played great last year. Somebody who had your team as a potential Super Bowl contender this year. As the favorite in Las Vegas to win the AFC South again. The thought of booing this guy is absolutely ludicrous to me. And people say, oh, that's easy to say now. No, I, if I was in Lucas Oil Stadium when the news broke, I would not have booed my star franchise quarterback. On, on, in no way, shape, or form is it excusable at all to boo him at all. Plain and simple. He doesn't know you shit. And, this is about and, his life. And, this is about what he wants to do with, with his body and his family. And honestly, he probably, like his decision was probably the best thing for the Indianapolis Colts. Because if Andrew Luck, who missed an entire season, doesn't know what is going to... That his recovery is a situation much like his last injury where it seems like it's going to be this thing, and then it starts... And he, he smelled it. That's exactly why he retired. He smelled this thing going from, oh, it's an ankle, now it's a calf, now it's... A, it's... it's reeks of what happened with his shoulder. Yeah. And there is nothing worse to be in the National Football League than unsure about your future at quarterback. And if you look around the league, there's not six teams in the league that are unsure about their future at quarterback for the next three years. And that's including 
teams that have great quarterbacks that are getting to the end of their road. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do the Pittsburgh Steelers have a quarterback plan for the next three years? Probably not. Do the Chargers? Probably not. You know? And those teams are going to have to make that decision soon because the worst situation you can be in if you're the Steelers or the Chargers is the position the Colts are in where you're a quarterback and the only plan you have goes down and you're fucking done. Who else doesn't have a who else doesn't have a plan? Maybe not a great plan. Maybe their plan is like, oh, we're going to go with, you know, Mariota or Tannehill or whatever is better. But like that's a plan. Who doesn't have a plan? The Colts without Andrew Luck playing. The Colts on the sideline, not knowing whether or not this guy's going to get healthy, as has happened once before, don't have a plan. The Bengals are riding with Andy Dalton. They don't have a plan. Name other t- like who else doesn't have a plan in the football in football? As far as like all in on a quarterback, all in on a quarterback, all in on the all in on having a guy that's backing up the guy. Well, the Seahawks are all in on Russell Wilson. Yeah. No, I'm saying every team has a fucking plan. The Chargers with Andrew Luck on the sideline with an injury don't have a plan. I mean, let's we can go through it, we can go through it by fucking division. The Patriots have a plan. Buffalo has a plan. Miami gets Josh Rosen. They have a plan. The Jets have a plan. Pittsburgh doesn't have a plan, I would say, for past Ben Roethlisberger, who has hinted at retiring. They're they're a Bad hit away from being the Baltimore Colts, or the, sorry, the Indianapolis Colts. Baltimore has a plan. Do I like their plan? No, I don't, but they have one. Cleveland has a plan. The Cincinnati Bengals, if they, if that's their plan, they should kill themselves. Tennessee has a plan. Houston has a plan. Indianapolis, no plan. Jacksonville, plan. Oakland, plan. KC, plan. Denver, I don't know. They're probably thinking about Drafting a quarterback next year on the verge of Flacco one year. Chargers don't really have a plan behind Phillip Rivers. Giants have a plan. Dallas has a plan. Washington, plan. Philadelphia, plan. Minnesota, plan. Green Bay, Chicago, Detroit, plan, 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 plan. Tampa Bay, terrible plan, but it's a plan. New Orleans, Carolina, no plan behind fucking. And now, once again, injured Cam Newton. Doing a lot like fucking Andrew Luck, big guy putting himself through a lot of punishment. I've been saying for fucking two seasons, have draft a quarterback. They don't really have a plan, but you know, Atlanta, San Francisco, Seattle, Los Angeles, Arizona, all have a plan. You're talking about six teams that maybe six teams that have a guy that's questionable, and they don't have anything behind that, like the Colts with Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck has now stepped away, and and the Colts can. Draft a fucking quarterback. That should be your plan. Get a get a fucking quarterback to move forward like every team does. Nothing's worse than being kept in the middle ground and saying, like, we have Andrew Luck, who's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, if he's healthy and he hasn't been healthy for a lot of his career because we gave him a dumpster fire offensive line and, you know, bad luck, pardon the pun, and... You know, these nagging injuries. They were in a terrible, terrible, terrible position. Yeah. And now they have Jacoby Brissett. Who went 4-11 and as the starter two years ago. Uh, and I don't, by the way, I don't hate Jacoby Brissett. As far as a backup quarterback Great. to fill in. Sure. I think he's just fine. 
He's not an NFL starter. But he did go four and eleven as a starter. And Andrew Luck came back and went what eleven and five. Made it to the second round of the playoffs. Lit the fucking Texans up. Yeah. In the first round of the playoffs. Now, everybody can agree Andrew Luck's career retiring at twenty nine, you know, making one AFC championship game, which he got blowed the fuck out of. Um and, you know, being a five hundred quarterback in the playoffs and whatever, but like it was a disappointment. But what is the guy supposed to do? Keep throwing, you know, good money at bad money? Like the, the this injury just reeked of the old injury, and it's like, oh, so let's go four and eleven with Jacoby Brissett this year, and then we'll come back, and we'll have Andrew Luck again, and then I'll be good, but it'll be thirty-one, and then ball like, how how long do you do this fucking roller coaster? Colts fans were upset. Andrew Luck is saving himself, but he might be saving the Colts. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying this forever about him. Obviously, he's a great quarterback, but. He's not great when he's on the sideline, and he's already missed a year and a half, a full year and a half. You need your quarterback on. Guys, that, that is the, I think that's, I don't know how but and, or why, but I think that's the most underappreciated thing about NFL quarterbacks. Guys who stay on the field consistently, year after year, and start all 16 games. I have said this. It's not easy to do. I've said this over and over and over and over again. When you're looking at the Eli Mannings and the Phillip Rivers of the world and the guys who stay on the field, is like you can look at their stats all you want and you can judge their stats and you can judge their stats against guys who maybe miss games. But the real way to do that is to take – you know, let, for example, we had the Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger conversation a million times. And I said, well, I like the guy who stays on the field and just from a consistency standpoint. The way you have to judge it is you can look at Roethlisberger's stats and you can look at Eli's stats. But what you have to do is you have to take Roethlisberger's stats and add Charlie Batch's stats and add whoever fucking comes in and replaces him because – that's the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers is the 14 games of Ben Roethlisberger and the two of whoever's fucking backing him up. That's who it is. And the same thing goes, the quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts is Andrew Luck or Jacoby Brissett. Added together for that many games. The quarterback of the San Diego Chargers and the quarterback of the New York Giants and the quarterback of the New England Patriots and the like. That's Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, fucking, like, if you're out there going, oh, Cam Newton's better than Eli Manning, maybe, but guess what? Charlie Whitehurst's four games, or whoever the, Charlie Whitehurst. Whoever the fuck backs him up, you know, uh, God, the fucking dude who was on the Browns forever, like, whoever the fuck the guy who comes in and has to play the four games of yeah, Cam's shoulder injury. The guy who played Oregon State. Ain't fucking shit, and that's part of the statistics. This seat on the couch is me and, at this point, fucking Tug Coker. The level doesn't drop that much, okay? There were times when I go out of fucking out of town and, like, this seat on the couch would turn to shit. Now, I got to fuck. We're Steve Young and Joe Montana over here. <laughs> the arrogance of my co-host. We're Steve Young and Joe Montana. I mean, here. fucking jo we, Joe we, Cool and Tug the Lefty. Come on, I was saying, can we get me and Tug on fucking Steve 
on uh, Joe Montana and Steve Young? I was just going to say, can we get a meme of that? Yeah. But that's how you have to judge this. And and that's the way people just don't understand it. And they judge people. They judge quarterbacks. It's like, I love Andrew Luck. I think I thought Andrew Luck was, again, a top five quarterback, no doubt about it, in the NFL. But that's but why he that's wasn't for me. that's when he's on the field. Yeah, that's why he wasn't for me, because he can't stay on the field. You got to stay on the field. And there's not that many quarterbacks that stay on the field every game. You named a few, but like some of the younger guys, Stafford had one major injury. I think he's played about seven straight seasons since then. My boy Russell Wilson stays on the field. I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He, he, and, he's injury prone. And that's a whole other part of the discussion, too. Your boy Russell, obviously, you know, the the knock that I've always had on Russell is the way he acts in the pocket. But he definitely does a thing of he does, you know, instead of the lay down, he does the escape and then lay down. You yeah. Know what I mean, but these these quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, they run Ben Roethlisberger. These guys who go out there, run around, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, designed runs or planned scrambles or whatever or scrambles where they're fighting for the extra yards and taking the hit in the long run. It has never worked out once. Who's the guy? I don't know who the guy is. Who survived this? You don't want your quarterback getting hit fucking ever. The end. Carolina Panthers fans, hop in the mentions. Your quarterback's hurt again. Yeah. Well, and again, the numbers don't lie. Andrew Luck was hit 60 more times than any quarterback since 2012. Now, that probably doesn't include fucking, you know, Cam Newton running like a tailback, right? I assume that's behind the line of scrimmage as a passer. Yeah. But that's exactly the point. And it does change the complexion uh, definitely of the ASC. Free Eli Manning! Now that you have luck out, I mean, you look at that conference, obviously you have Brady... Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the top three. I think. I think the Colts were were maybe fifth. I think the Colts were maybe fifth in the Vegas odds. They were like fifteen to one to to go to the Super Bowl to win the Super think, Bowl. I'm pretty sure it was KC, New England, Cleveland. Might have been three or four. No. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, Cleveland's like can, seven can to one. Pull that up? Can we pull that up and see what the odds Cleveland were? Cleveland might have been three or four before he retired. Uh, Colts were either four or five. Who am I forgetting? Oh, Steelers, Pittsburgh was maybe four, and and the Colts five. No, nah, you think the Bears would probably be up there? I'm talking about AFC. Oh, okay, AFC. Sorry. AFC. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, that makes sense. KC, New England, Cleveland, Pittsburgh. Indianapolis or yeah. Cleveland, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh? Yeah, it changes everything, especially in that division. I mean, that division is suddenly wide open now. Always has been, always will be. Bill O'Brien's a fucking boob. Jacksonville has Foles, which we know can fucking game manage, and if they play great defense. I like them. They didn't play great defense last year though. Yeah. They weren't the same defense they were two years if ago. If they play defense, I like them. Uh 
Tennessee has been fucking right there the last couple of years. Winning fucking playoff game. Like, and then they have they have a quarterback who scrambles and they have a guy who puts himself, you know, on the injury list. And now they've got Tannehill over there as like a fucking again, I don't love the plan, but it's a plan. It's Tannehill versus Mariota. Who's yeah. st- who's starting? I think Mariota's got got the job locked up. But I think that the plan for Tannehill's compete, but also we know Mariota's a guy who fucking is gonna miss a game here and there. Yeah. So what are the what were the odds? Uh, so four days ago, the odds were Patriots six to one, Chiefs six to one, Rams ten to one, Saints ten to one, and then Colts were at number five. Yeah. Overall. Overall, out of, like 15 out of to everybody, one? everybody, the fourteen to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side with the Bears. I, I knew it was close. Yeah. And I believe I saw they dropped, for sure they dropped uh, to at least thirty to one. Yeah. They have zero percent chance of winning. With Jacoby Brissett. I think he'll be better than he was a couple of years ago. Yeah, because he has a better offensive line. They yeah. also have a 0% chance of winning the Super Bowl. I wouldn't put $1 on them if they told me they were 3500 to 1. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Trade my boy Eli Manning right now. Eli Manning has a no, tra- has a no trade clause, but fucking free it up. That's a storyline right there. Send him to Indianapolis. Go to his brother's Let old team. Let him wear 18. Let him put on the old Manning jersey. Let him wear 18. Put him behind Quentin Nelson. Tell me he's washed. That, the, the, that phone call has to have been made. That phone call has to have been made to Eli about the no trade clause. Or, or that phone call has to have been made to the Colts to see if they're interested. That Before you make the phone call to Eli Manning. It has to be. It, this is a win for everybody, by the way. The Colts get a quarterback that's getting paid probably less than Andrew Luck was getting paid. Giants have a free pass on to Daniel Jones, right? Maybe the only winner here might not be Daniel Jones, who has to start, but has to start year one as opposed to, like, getting a year or fucking maybe solidifying that offensive line. They, he gets thrown to the same fucking wolves that Eli Manning. Maybe the only not winner, although I'm sure he would consider himself a winner being able to start day one in the NFL, right? Uh, Eli Manning, big winner. Goes to a great offensive line. Goes inside. Goes to a contender. Again, Giants get, Giants get the fucking all the pressure of – when do they bench Eli? How good do they have to be playing? How good does Daniel Jones have to look? His preseason was this good, but we keep saying Eli's the starter. Who's not the winner? Who says no? Well, the fact that Peyton played there, I would assume gives a little leverage to that move happening. Gives a little, yeah. Like for this whole thing to come to fruition. I don't think it's going to happen. It just doesn't seem to be something that happens in the NFL. Seems like too easy a fucking thing, though. Yeah. Like, send Eli to fill literally his brother's shoes. Yeah. In Indianapolis, take a team that was a Super Bowl contender with a quarterback to make them a Super Bowl contender again. Give him a chance for a third title, walk out the door. Let him play indoors for half of his games. If not, I mean, more than half his games, right? He's going to have a game in fucking, I mean, is Texas outside? No, it's it's indoors. inside, right? Yeah. You got Houston. He's playing in warm weather in fucking Jacksonville. I mean, 
free Eli. And by the way, the, again, the big winner here, Eli Manning. Gets to go to fucking that offensive line, that offensive line that they f patched back together into, like, one of the league's best offensive lines. Andrew Luck didn't get fucking touched last year. Yeah, that was that was a point I was going to bring up, which I think makes his whole retirement just a little bit more heartbreaking, is how good their offensive line finally is. I mean, last year they were ranked number two in pass protection. Andrew Luck was the least sacked quarterback in the league at a rate of 2.8% sacks a game, which is, you know, nothing. And they were the number four in run blocking. So it's just, you know, it's just tough. Good defense. Yeah. Free my boy. I hope this conversation's happening. I don't know. It's it's a it's an awkward thing because there's like it goes in every different direction. And and by the way, Colts fans, if you don't want this, you're dumb. Eli May's got one year left on his deal. You wouldn't you rather just have a fucking shot at it? Mr. Horseshoe up his ass now has a horseshoe on his helmet? Yeah, but you know how it goes. I can I can already see it. I didn't even look, just glancing in the YouTube comments of the show. You already see it. The delusional Homer sports fan uh, never ceases to amaze me. These delusional Colts fans what, are already who on the think Jacoby Brissett yeah. is going to stupid. lead them to the promised stupid. land. Stupid. It's fucking stupid. By the way, if Jacoby Brissett wins the fucking division, good for you. Congratulations. He's not winning the fucking Super Bowl. It's not just it's not just these Homer sports fans. It's dumb sports writers. I saw an article discussing how Jacoby Brissett was an understudy under Tom Brady, and that I, and I just wanted to be like, where are all the other Tom Brady understudies? Well, that's my point. Matt Castle, flaming hot Trash. garbage. Jimmy Garoppolo got injured. Still to be determined. Jacoby only actually started, I believe, two games for the Patriots. Spoiler, it's not Tom Brady. It's not the system. It's Bill Belichick. Spoiler, Tom Brady gets traded to the Colts. Jacoby Brissett plays on the New England Patriots. The Colts don't win the fucking Super Bowl that year. The Patriots still do pretty fucking good. Spoiler, it's not the Tom Brady's. He's not learning under Tom Brady. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo looked trash in some preseason games? Spoiler. It's fucking Bill Belichick, guys. <laughs> Matt Castle didn't look trash when he was on the fucking Patriots. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't look trash when he was on the Patriots. Jacoby Brissett didn't look trash when he was on the Patriots. Spoiler. It's the Patriots, guys. I'll say, I'll say this as an outsider. Spoiler. Tom Brady's the system quarterback, guys. As, as a guy who has no connection to the Colts or the Giants or to Eli or to Jacoby Brissett, it's definitely an upgrade. Like, if you, if you don't think that a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback is an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett, you, you just don't understand sports. And, again, look at it. It's, it's, it's literally the blueprint. Good defense, good offensive line. Good running back, one fucking super talented receiver, manage the game, play inside. He won a Super Bowl in that stadium. Yeah, 2010 season. Eli Manning's won more big games in the Indianapolis fucking Colts stadium than Andrew Luck has. Six.
also, if you look at that blueprint, it's similar to what the Broncos did with Peyton Manning. Obviously, they had, I mean, a very, very fucking good defense that year. And, you know, Peyton didn't have to do too much at all. But it's not even just about Eli. My thing is, a veteran savvy quarterback is going to be better than a young guy who's struggled. Plain and simple. Like, there's a lot of guys. It'd be the same, it'd be the same way. I'm trying to think of, a, of another veteran that you could fill in there besides Eli. It's going to be an upgrade to the Colts. Guys who've played more. We'll see. We'll see, Colts fans. I'll say this as a guy as a guy watching it from afar. I'd be ecstatic if I was a Colts fan if I won nine games. Ecstatic. But then the question becomes: Do you want to win Super Bowl or bust league? Right? Yeah. Now you need a quarterback. You don't have a plan. You're without. You're planless. If your plan is Jacoby Brissett for the future, you're planless. Your plan sucks. Now you need a plan. Where do you get fucking quarterbacks? In the draft. How do you get fucking high draft picks? By losing games. They did it already. They didn't try to win the fucking year Peyton Manning went out. This is how they got fucking Andrew Luck. Did that plan work out? No. Is the top of the first round the only place you can get a good quarterback? No. But do you want to win games? And how many games do you want to win? That's the big question. And you're ready to win right now at every position but quarterback. Don't do this to yourselves. Don't fucking go with Brissett. Jody and the Pussycats? Don't do this to yourselves. Jacoby? If you say so. Josie? If you say so. Josie? Jody? Josie Brisket? Josie Brisket. brisket. Josie Brisket. Jody Don't do this. Jody Brisket? Um, that sounds like a great restaurant. Yeah. Man, did you have that pulled pork sandwich at Jody Brisket's? Okay, so it's now the we have a couple of other things on this Andrew Luck thing that we have to tackle. One, we'll tackle whatever that is for the second half of the show since we have literally only Andrew Luck's retirement on the fucking rundown. No, we got to get the ice cream gate. Uh, does Andrew Luck play in the NFL ever again? Does Andrew Luck play in the XFL? Does it? Does Andrew Luck take a professional football snap the rest of his career? I don't know. I don't think he plays in the XFL. He can always come back. That's a good question. He's not like, I'm here for the New Jersey Rattlers, the New York, New Jersey Gauntlet, Gargoyles. I'll take a year off, dude. Take a year off. <coughs> I think... He doesn't. I think he's a smart guy. I, he just doesn't seem like a guy who's like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. Again, he got his degree in three years in architecture. It's not like he got a cupcake degree. He's a smart guy. He said he wants to travel the world. He wants to spend time with his family. He, he's a he's a brilliant guy. Why, why does he go back? And, and again, you know, you look at the Romo and you look at the, the guys who have been like – Wanted by the the entertainment version of it, like I don't know if I could listen to Monday Night Football. 
Jim Norton back to pass. Looks right. Throws it deep. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? Like, my guy get possessed? Gotta go like what Donald did there. Gotta like him. Smart guard. <laughs> your, your Andrew Luck also kind of sounds like it's like Andrew Luck meets Batman. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's like, like, I'm Luck. <laughs> it's like Christian Bale's version of Batman. Oh, I kind of want to see it. Yeah. Um, but, oh, and then here's the other last thing I want to talk about on the Andrew Luck thing. So I did this on purpose. It was a test. I wanted to see if the whole Midwest acted the same or if this is a state-by-state state breakdown. I literally cut and pasted my Ohio tweet, deleted the Ohio references, added Indiana references. I did this on purpose. This is, I was like, people. some people are going to call me out on this tweet being the same tweet I did. I'm like, I'm doing this on purpose for the people that don't know about this tweet. My famous Ohio tweet that made Ohio fans, people living in Ohio, lose their fucking minds, death threats, fuck yous, I know your address, you don't know what the fucking Midwest, quality of life, the whole thing. I deleted LeBron, I deleted Urban Meyer, I deleted Ohio, I plugged in Oladipo injury, Andrew Luck retiring, they've had to live in Indiana the whole time. I got zero angry Indiana folks in my mansions. Take the state of Ohio, surround it in burning rivers, like let it burn like the fucking Amazon rainforest. Take the ashes, put it in a fucking urn, ship it to South Korea. Your home state is a is a literal dumpster fire. Well, Joe, look. What a fucking trash bag state that place is. Relax. Just relax. What's with the nice people in Indiana? Not one single one. I mean, I think apparently all the assholes were the guys at the stadium booing Andrew Locke. Well, as you completely obliterate my home state. What a cesspool. I don't think Ohio's a bad state. What northern, I, northern Kentucky, which is what we will be referring to it as from now on. What I think... As, let me state my case about my state. What I think is the problem is that there is a false sense of pride. It doesn't mean that the state is bad. There is a big sense of pride from the people of the state of Ohio... And that's what happens. But I think I think the proof is in the replies, which is can be something that's it's a, it's a very very small sample size. But hold on, the proof is in the replies. It's false pride, because if you have pride, can't tell me nothing, right? But if your f- pride is bullshit, if you know you live in trash Columbus, and you're boasting about how you live in trash Columbus, but then somebody comes out about how trash Columbus is, you fucking lose your mind. You will not see New Yorkers walking around going like, did you say New York smells? Fuck you. New York doesn't. No one gives a shit. It's like the old, it's like the old Kirk Zipfold joke. San Francisco and Los Angeles are in a rivalry that only San Francisco cares about. Los Angeles, people in Los Angeles don't give a fuck what San Francisco thinks. Like, take your ugly bitches lined up for brunch and go hang out in 40 degree August weather, you fucking gross feces infested wasteland (laughs) like it's the false pride that ohio flips that's why they flipped out because their pride is bullshit it's a house of cards they know they have nothing to be prideful about people in indiana are like yeah man we live in indiana 
Some guy was like, yeah, I'm going to kill myself at Applebee's tonight. That was a reply. He goes, I'm going to kill myself at Applebee's. I'm like, that's to me. Just keep it real, Indiana. I like that. I like that. Like I said, there, there, there's there's this pride, whatever you want to call it, false or real pride in their state. And Indiana, greater than Ohio. But not really. T- title? But not really. Oh, I'm going with it. You're judging it by the people. Yes. There's a lot more to do in the let's state. Be, of- let's, not, let's, let's, let's just agree the landscapes are sort of neither here nor there. The, the, ge- the, ge- the geography? Yeah. You you come with six flags, I'll hit you in the face with a microphone. <laughs> you mean you mean Cedar Point? Whatever exactly. We got a fucking water park. It's more sport a lot more sports teams in Ohio. I'm not, I'm not going down this. I'm not doing this. I'm not going down this Ohio versus the world thing. Because I don't obviously have a uh, stake in the game. No, much. you fucking pulled the plug fucking fast. You, you went to fucking Vegas before you went back to Ohio. Uh, Missouri first. But yeah. Shout out to the good people of Indiana. I like you guys. Nice bunch. Take your fucking ribbings like men. And, and Walt, women. And as, women. As Walt Ruther would always say, love the state of Indiana. It's great roads. <laughs> that was always my dad's thing when we drive through the state. He goes, these roads on the freeway. They take care of their roads. Unlike Texas. Oh my God. Texas. I I get it. Fucking everything's bigger in Texas, including your potholes. Where <laughs> what's the what's the weather situation down there? I didn't even know it fucking snowed in Texas. Texas was a like Texas is proof sometimes you can be too anti government. You're like, they'll tell us what to do. You're going to take my tax money from my cold, dead hands. Like, you know what? Hand over a little bit of that tax money. Yeah. Let them fill the fucking streets in. Pavement's not that expensive. We drove on some rough freeways. I don't need no fancy fucking roads. My truck's got nuts on it. You're like, all right. Yeah. Truck also has a fucking busted axle because your roads are a fucking nightmare. Brandon's taking a nap, wakes up. Did you just go off road? No, I'm on the main the, freeway. The, uh, the the average fucking Dallas highway looks like Tony Romo when he was doing like the laying down <laughs> position. You're like, that's broken, that's broken, that's broken, that's broken. Uh, well, Colts fans, I know it's been a rough couple days, but I have some good news that will cheer you up. Ticket prices are dropping rapidly. For your home games. You know how I know this? I checked it out on SeatGeek! 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 Get those tickets for your upcoming Jacoby Brissett 2019 Indianapolis Colts season on SeatGeek. Guess what, guys? If you haven't downloaded the app, I got a great offer for you. You get $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek! I love SeatGeek because you can see exactly where you're going to sit, whether that's at Lucas Oil Stadium or out here in Los Angeles at the Coliseum or at wherever the Chargers play. I don't even know what it's called anymore. You can see your seat before you even show up to the stadium. Over 50,000 five-star reviews on SeatGeek. That's how good it is for customer satisfaction. And once again, SeatGeek will even give you $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase all you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off on your first purchase. And if you use that promo code and send me a screenshot, 
I will mail you a couple dirty sports thust the process koozies. Okay, so can I do? Can I add two short more things? Just ancillary Andrew Luck things. Yeah, go for it. One, if you're one of those people who's angry because Andrew Luck uh, retired because you drafted him in fantasy, kill yourself. Who drafts fantasy before like? Three days before the start of the season, these early fantasy drafts, you're a fucking loser. Well, my brother has a, a wedding and my sister-in-law's got blah, blah, blah. Two days before the fucking league. Two days before the league opens. That's when you fucking draft fantasy teams. This happens every year. What is, what's uh, Maharis? You got fucking twerks. You draft your fantasy team already? No, I I totally agree with that. But uh, but my league always has like a destination draft. So whenever everybody can meet up together. So this past weekend, we went somewhere and drafted. And, yeah, of course, somebody drafted Andrew Luck, and I actually drafted Lamar Miller, so both got shot in the foot for that. Right. Yeah, fucking wait as long as you possibly can. Um, and the other thing, talk about, talk about like, the, the Ohio replies of NFL coaches. Bill Belichick on Luck announcing his re- retirement. He's a good player. I didn't see that, but I don't really follow them. Imagine being a coach in an NFL team and fucking trying to claim that you didn't know Andrew Luck retired. Like like that statement right there is proof that they knew they were deflating footballs. They were actively deflating yeah. footballs. Deflate gate's a real thing. All Boston fans should kill themselves. That is that is the Ohio reply to my tweet version of the Andrew Luck response. There's absolutely zero percent chance Bill Belichick did not know that Andrew Luck retired. And his reply to that is I'm still pissed that they called us out on Deflate Gate because we were absolutely doing it. Yeah. Fuck Bill Belichick with that reply. He could be trolling. It's pretty funny. Yeah, he is trolling. I love Belichick, man. I'm just saying, own it, bro. They're like, they caught us cheating. Fuck the Colts. I'll never talk about them. Well, it's kind of like, remember, Nick Saban claimed he didn't know who won the presidential election. Yeah. Because he was working. I mean, more believable. You think? More believable. Andrew Luck's in the NFL. You think Nick Saban... I don't think Nick Saban gives a single fuck about politics. And he probably was working. And his wife was probably like, should I go in and tell Nick who won the thing? And she's like, well, the last time he threw a broken beer bottle at me for interrupting him while he was watching film. So, no, I'm just going to let him be. And they got in his car, and he put on fucking, I don't know, Christian talk radio or some, you know, whatever the fuck Nick Saban listens to. Motivational speakers on his drive to the fucking... Probably, he honestly is... Nick Saban's probably the kind of guy who drives to the office in dead silence in the car. Right? Doesn't even turn the radio on. Focuses. You ever do that? No. I'd rather be dead. I've done it a couple times recently where I've just been driving in silence. It's like, it's a very different experience. Yeah, just... Driving in silence just to see how it feels. Like, you know, being deep with your thoughts. I'd rather be dead. <laughs> I'd rather be dead than take a six-hour car trip. Than I didn't say a six-hour car trip. I'm, I'm saying, saying, but I'm saying. Yeah. I, uh, no, I'm, I'm saying I, like to the was, grocery store. I was making a, a, a joke, and then, I was take, and then I was being serious. I'd rather be dead than take a six-hour car trip without radio, podcast, music, whatever. Somebody talking to me. I'd rather be dead. Anyway, let's talk about these ice cream machines. Um, ice cream machine gate, or just ice cream gate, whatever you want to call it. Shake gate. Shake gate. We put out the 
Dirty Sports Signal to all the dirt balls. There was a very nice response on both YouTube comments, DMs, phone calls. I listed all the calls. We don't even have to really even play them. But basically, the response has been very similar across the board. Is that, for anybody who missed last episode, we had had back-to-back nights in Texas. One at Jack in the Box, one at Whataburger, where we went midnight or later and the shake machine was broken. Or so we were told. Basically, what we've learned is it's never broken. For the most part. One dirt ball left a call and said it was broken for a couple months. Because if it breaks, you're fucked. It's, you got to bring it's, somebody it's, in. It's like my fucking Cadillac. Yeah, when you it breaks, br- you're like, we're not driving it for a while. You got to bring somebody in. But basically what happens between those hours of night, let's say midnight to 6 a.m., is that it's it's getting cleaned. And a lot of times this is a multi-hour long thing. So a lot of times they have to take apart the shaker ice cream machine piece by piece to clean it. Which bet, which the, the, mul, this brings me to multiple questions. I agree. First so, of all, let's fucking make a self-cleaning milkshake machine that flushes after every fucking milkshake or something. Well, that's the first thing I thought of, too. I Where, said, get, get that guy on Shark Tank. Yeah, that's what I was exactly thinking. He's like, I'm offering 1% of my business for $2 billion. Mark Cuban's like, for that reason, I'm in. <laughs> Because I fucking I can't get a goddamn milkshake. And it's it's wild to think if you're a 24 hour fast food place. This is the other question. To say, hey, you can't get a shake from the hours of midnight to 7 a.m. How about when does Jack in the Box do more business? You think late night or daytime? I understand more people are out. Like numbers wise, daytime seems like the answer, but like. Who are you people that are going to Jack and Box during the light of day? I think it's drunk people, dude. Well, you're saying people day drinking? No, it's got to be late. That's what I'm saying, night. Drunk people. So clean, this is like why you do road work during the day. You don't, you do it at night. Clean your machine during the day. Clean your machine between the hours of 6 and noon. If you're ordering a fucking milkshake at Jack in the Box between the hours of 6 a.m. and noon, you're a serial killer. (laughs) Who are you? Either that or you're disgustingly fat. Like, you should not have a milkshake on the way to work. Clean it between 6 a.m. and 12 p.m. This, this, it's late night. Let's shut it down. Who's going to stop by Jack in the Box between 2 and 6 a.m.? Everybody! Yeah, so you bring up a point which is exactly what I wanted to say. We need a machine that actually works. The thought that you're going to say we're open 24 hours and just not have a machine that works between six to eight hours makes zero sense. And also the second thing is stop saying it's broken, guys. As, as a customer, I would feel much better if you said, look, this thing has to be cleaned. It's a pain. It's not available now. I'd say, okay, cool. But like when I went to Whataburger with Nikki D and she said to me instantly, it's broken. I got angry. It's like, no, you're telling me it's broken? I can't get this root beer milkshake for Prano who's who's foaming at the mouth back back in our Airbnb. And she says, no, it's broken. But then I can't argue with her because then she's going to spit in my food, which she probably already did anyway. How about how about this also? Stop being fucking the Pittsburgh Steelers with Ben Rosberger. Have a backup. 
That's what I was going to say. Hi, hi, have two milkshake machines. Why not? When one goes down, you put in fucking Nick Foles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have them working on fucking... Have them splitting time, like a college quarterback system. So one goes down, and then you're just out of milkshakes? Yeah. You just, you just punt on your season? You're just going to start Jacoby Brissett? Have you tried soda? I don't want soda, motherfucker. I want a milkshake. Yeah. The, the, the fucking franchise that goes, that like puts on their sign, we have two milkshake, two milkshake machines, so never will we say it's broken, becomes the GOAT franchise of all time, right? Yeah. I agree. I don't even drink that many fast food milkshakes. I don't either. I drink two a year. But when do we both do it? And I don't even drink. Also, Late let, me put, let me say one other thing. I don't know if fucking In-N-Out Burgers, the Eli Manning of milkshakes, I've never been told the In-N-Out fucking milkshake machine was closed. It's a good point. It's a, wow. Ever. Wow. It's a good point. I never thought of this. Ever. I never thought of I've this. I've never been. And I drink milkshakes there more than any other place. I've never been told it's closed or broken. Have you ever been told it's broken? No. Never. Never thought of this. Shake it continues. We need an in and out worker on the phone. Do you guys have multiple milkshake machines? Do you have Nick Foles just sitting in the back fucking uh, with a fucking visor on, holding a fucking clipboard, waiting for your main milkshake machine to go down so you can activate him and he actually pumps out even better milkshakes so God knows why you would ever trade him to the Jacksonville Jaguars when your current number one milkshake machine breaks down all the time? I need to know. Shake it continues. This is revolutionary. I can say without a doubt, In-N-Out has been the only restaurant I have where drank, they've never said it's I broken. I have drank 10 times the amount of milkshakes from In-N-Out as I have drank from Jack in the Box and McDonald's. Not, maybe not combined ever, but definitely since I moved to California, McDonald's, milkshake machine, it's broken. But Jack hold, in the Box, it's broken. But hold on, let me throw, let me throw another one in, in the and mix. In-N-Out, never broken. Let me throw another one in the mix. Maybe it's the Christians praying. I, I think I just became religious. Let me throw another one in the mix. Not once has Wendy's said our frosty machine's broken. Yeah, have you ever I, gotten that? I, I don't. I don't go to Wendy's all that. I've had six frosties in my entire life. I've never gotten a late night, you know, midnight or two a.m. You know, there's that Wendy's on uh, Venice Boulevard in Culver City. Yeah, they've never been like our frosty machine's broken, dude. Sorry. Shake eight continues. Shake eight continues. Did we have calls that we wanted to hear about this? Or you're pretty much telling me they all say the same thing, which is they're cleaning the machine. Yeah, basically they're all saying the same thing. get two machines. And also, I, I think we... And also close it from six to noon. I think we covered it, though. Stop saying it's broken, because it's not broken. Stop saying it's broken. And stop drinking milkshakes it's between 6 a.m. and noon, you fucking serial killers. That's when the machine should be off. <laughs> Who are you people? 6 a.m. to noon. I worked a graveyard shift and get a milkshake on my way home to put myself to bed. Also, it fills me with sugar so I can murder people. I'm in New York. Now that I'm not playing with the Indianapolis coach, I murder people while I drink broke drinks. <laughs> this episode is off the rails! <laughs> You like Dwight Howard joining the Lakers? We discussed this at my pool yeah. on Saturday. I mean, I said I said 
the way the Lakers had to approach it. And then you told me that's how the Lakers did approach it. And then you told me that they said it out loud to Dwight Howard and he agreed. And that's why he's on the team, which is just come defend the rim rebound. Please don't ever shoot the ball. Like they sat him down. Apparently they had a meeting and said, if you want to join the Lakers, all we need you to do is defend the rim and rebound. And he agreed. And they also said, if this doesn't happen, you will be cut from the team. And do you remember when, why I said that that's why he was a, a decent fit for the Lakers? Because I said, who, the question was, who's a better fit, Dwight Howard or Carmelo Anthony? And Carmelo Anthony will, has never and will never agree to play a role other than giant, non-defending piece of shit that only shoots mid-range jump shots that Mike D'Antoni and other smart people have known as an antiquated shot in NBA history for six fucking eight, 10, 12 seasons. So this is why Dwight Howard has a job and why Carmelo Anthony doesn't have a job and good for the Lakers for telling him that straight out and good for Dwight Howard for agreeing. Yeah. And good for the Lakers. We'll see how it works out though. Yeah. We'll see if he actually does that. You never know with Dwight Howard. If he can be the rim defender and the rebounder that they need and stick to that role I think it's a nice addition. Again, if he can stick to that role. Yeah. You never know with him. Did you watch any of the Team USA's loss against Australia? Come on, guy. Am I watching a lot of Team USA basketball? Friday night. I, who's on Team USA? Can we talk about this? I had no clue. By the way, if you want to know why U.S. soccer will never be good, look at Team USA basketball. When, you're, when not your best athletes are playing on something, you're not as good as the rest of the world. We don't have our best NBA players playing, and we're losing to fucking. Let me just read some of the Team USA roster. Harrison Barnes, Marcus Smart, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Miles Turner, Kyle Kuzma didn't play, Brooke Lopez, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker. I mean, you have some decent players, but come on, dude. I almost feel like... Team USA. Joe Harris? I almost feel like Team USA, when they do, when they have um, a roster like this, would be better off putting, like, college players with Joe Harris. Yeah. As a, like, Joe Harris could be fucking Patty Mills. Like, surround Joe Harris with fucking hustle and heart and let him have a shootout with Patty Mills. I bet you Joe Harris would win. Like... I'm all about like take the take a couple of these guys and just be like, go dog, go yeah. Kyle Kuzma, fucking just take over. But when you have like a mixed bag of sort of ancillary spare NBA parts that are like third tier NBA players, and then you put them all together, and then they don't really know how to fucking play together. They've never have experience. Like honestly, take Duke basketball's team from this year. And just be like, you guys are the USA national team. They probably win it all, right? Well, they wouldn't allow. Come on. Are they going to allow all those top picks okay. to play? Take Virginia. Do you think Virginia's basketball team alone beats like the Australian team? No. You don't? No, not even close. I think they get waxed. Really? Dude, you got to realize now, basketball has changed so much worldwide and these teams are good Even yeah because they have a they have a bunch of nba players so I'm saying, on if you look but, at australia's team they had patty mills uh joe uh what's his name what's the Ingles. guy Ingles. 
I mean, I mean, they had they had a few, you know they have Matthew Dell of a D leaguer. I mean, they have NBA players. Yeah, but so does Virginia's championship team, right? They have a couple. They had a lottery pick. I think they get but whacked. I, but I'm saying they've also been playing together. That's that's the difference between this Team USA team and the Australia team. Is like the, these other countries have a system in place. And then USA Basketball goes like, oh, here's our team this year. We thought it was going to be these guys, but it's not. It's these guys. Like, Australia knew who was on their national team for the last f- how, like, however many years. They're a team. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not necessarily about the talent. We can all agree this USA Basketball team still has more talent than that Australia team. Sure. So it's not about talent. It's about knowing how to play together. Yeah. So I'm saying if you took a if you took a major college system that has NBA level players on it that have been playing together, I still think they get killed. Okay. I just I I just think that the level is that much better with these players versus the college guys. I didn't watch it either. Yeah. The only reason I knew about it was Michael Magic texted me. It was Friday night, and he said, are you watching Team USA Australia? And I was like, no, I am knee-deep in a euphoria binge, finally getting to that show. And I put it on for the last minute because I was curious. It was an exhibition game, too. Right. So it didn't even count. We do have some dirtball calls, Joe. Okay. Do you want to do those? Sure. Before we do those, Joe, go ahead. Where is this? Have you put out a call for like a new Dirtball Calls theme song? Because I know, like, you're you're sort of in a death row, old '90s death row records, rap beef with our old. It's not a rap beef. He just he's 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 banished, he's blocked, he's blackballed. So we are having a new Dirtball Calls. Yeah, theme? I'm I'm down for that. I mean, I didn't play it half the time anyway. Right. I, I'll be honest. I'm down for not only... I don't know if I want to say it. I'm down for not only a dirt ball call, but also I think we need a new song. I know intro song? By 2020. So that gives a few months. Okay. I don't know what that is. Change is good at times. Agreed? I fucking hate our song. I've always hated our song, but I know people love it because they're just so used to it. Uh, funny you say that because uh, the favorite part of the show from my girlfriend is the Dirtball Calls song. Oh, the Dirtball Calls song? Yeah. Wow. Every time she hears it. Well, oh, you're doing intro song. My bad. But yeah, she loves the Dirtball Calls song. Just saying. Yeah. I'm not doing it anymore. Mata's been blocked fully. Oh, like he, he's fucking blackball. It's not shots fired. Firing. I, I shots. made I made my. All I kinds made, of shots. I made my point known, Joe. Like I said, pew, pew, pew. the negativity shit. I'm done with. I do think we need a new intro song okay. for the show. Some have said that it's going to be a little text rap. Some have said that. <laughs> no, no one has said that. No one wants that. 
I don't know. I don't know what that means. Is it a is it a rap song? Is it a rock song? Is it what is it, Joe? Is it a pop song? What is it? I don't know. I don't know what the lyrics are. Well, let's listen to these dirtball calls. But before we do that, you came over and you said you were like you had that like that itch. You said, Ruther, you got any of those hairy shaving cream? I did because you know what I almost did yesterday. I was out of that good hairy shave gel, and I was at an unnamed store that does not carry our great Harry's. They were only carrying other trash products. I almost had to buy it because I needed a shave, and I said, Ruther. Do we have Harry's Shave Gel, or do I have to buy some unnamed product today at some unnamed department store? I said we do have Shave Gel. Trashville, USA. I'm going to get you some Shave Gel. I'll get you some blades after the show. Joe Prano on my left is one of 10 million people who have tried Harry's. We have a special offer for everybody listening to the show. You can get that by going to harrys.com forward slash dirty. This summer, refresh your wallet and your face with a Harry's trial set. This is what that trial set comes with. A weighted ergonomic handle for an easy grip, that five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade for a close shave, that rich lathering shave gel that will leave you smelling great, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy on the go. Listeners of Dirty Sports can redeem that trial set at harrys.com forward slash dirty. So make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show and as always screenshots of harrys.com forward slash dirty you will get two dirty sports koozies in the mail okay so most of our calls were actually about they were about the ice cream machine, actually. Oh, okay. But we do have some non-ice uh, cream machine calls, and let's uh, let's get to those. What's up, Joe and Andy? Ethan here from State College, Pennsylvania, number one half-dirt baller. And, uh, you know, college football starting up this Saturday with Miami versus Florida, kind of the uh, official kickoff of the season. And uh, I'm from State College, Pennsylvania, so Penn State football is king here, and uh, it's definitely Big Ten country for sure. But I was looking at the rankings today, and I saw that LSU starting off the year at number six right now. And uh, I don't know a ton about LSU or the SEC. So I was wondering if you guys could call up Coach L on the show and see if he could give us maybe some insight on what to expect from the Tigers this year. You know, if you think that maybe they have a shot at taking down Bama or Georgia to win the SEC, or uh, if he even thinks that they have a shot at making a title run this year. Uh, I know that a lot of dirt balls would, would really love to hear from Coach O as well. So uh, that's it. Thanks, guys. Condoms are for Sam Tripoli, Joe Bartnick, and Coach O and his players when they fuck alligators in the ass during practice. All right. So the season did start. Miami had a nice back-and-forth game where they lost to Florida, and the season is underway for college football. The, the official, like most teams start this Saturday and LSU starts. Their first game is versus Georgia Southern. I'm just going to go through their schedule real quick. Uh, the tough games they have, then they have at Texas, who's ranked 10th. They have a home game against Florida, who's in the top 10. Auburn. At, Who won that Florida-Miami game? Florida did. So Coach O and the Tigers are ranked in the top 10. They are ranked 6th, and they open against 
Georgia Southern this week. The Georgia Southern Eagles. Uh, do you? Do, I mean, do we have Coach O? Hey, the rude Joe Brano. Yeah, great man on the Dirty Sports Podcast. Everybody want to know how the BYU Bengals going to do this football season. I think we all know how we're going to do. We're going to come out. We're going to play hard. We're going to fight. We're going to fuck up some eagles and some elephants and some gators and some fucking longhorns. I fuck it. I mean, big first test again, Texas. I'm going to ride on that longhorn. I'm going to grab on his handlebar like I'm riding one of them uh, low riding Venice Beach, California beach cruisers. I'm going to fucking ride that longhorn to a victory. But, you know, everybody want to know we are championship bound. And uh, real quick, uh, LSU every year, defense going to be good. Running game going to be strong. Offensive and defensive line is going to be brute force power. But what happens behind that quarterback position? Because we ain't had a good quarterback at LSU since literally fucking ever. We ain't never had one. You say, who the best quarterback in the history of LSU? We don't fucking know. We what don't about, have one. What about Jamarcus Russell, Coach? I mean, uh, we all saw what happened. Old, old floppy ears. Jamarcus getting the NFL. He missing guys by 20, 20, 40, 50 yards. I got to tell you, I remember Jamarcus Russell when he was on LSU. Before games, he got out there. He stand on the goal line. He threw that ball 80 yards. And I would say to Jamarcus Russell, Jamarcus, win the fucking the game. You're going to throw a wide receiver 80 yards downfield. Maybe practice throwing a seven-yard slant, Jamarcus. No receiver in history. Well, we had some fast ones in my day. We had Odell Beckham. We had uh, Landry. We had some good ones. Jamarcus overthrown by 20 yards. Odell Beckham, a fucking superhero. Jamarcus Landry can't, Jamarcus can't fucking hit him. We need a quarterback, and that's why I got a plan. You hear my voice? My voice is calling out to another voice out there that sounds a lot like this, except without the twang. Andrew Luck, come back to school. Andrew Luck, oh, you graduate Stanford in three years? That means you can graduate LSU in four days. <laughs> come here for graduate school. You want to be a marine biologist? Learn about fucking gators and Bayou Bengals and tiger cats living in the swamps. Come down here. You want to travel the world? You ever been to a swamp? You look like a beard belonging in the swamp. You look like a guy should be riding a fucking hydro plane around the swamp. Get down here. Bring them fucking mutton chops. Play quarterback for the Bayou Bears. You ain't winning no you ain't winning no fucking championship in the NFL. And guess what? LSU quarterbacks don't get hit. Don't matter. We play Florida. We play Alabama. We play Kentucky. Don't matter who we play. We protect our quarterback. They just fucking suck. Suck for luck. We've been sucking for luck for years. Suck your dick for luck. I'll suck your dick. You take that fucking neck beard down here to the bayou. Andrew Luck, come join me in the Bengals. I don't know how this all works with fucking eligibility and all that nonsense. But, hey, even Coach O can do the math on three, four minus three equals one. You played three years at Stanford. You got one left. Come down here for one championship season in the bayou. Coach O, motherfucking out. Wow. I love that. A very passionate speech by Coach O to get Andrew Luck 
A lot of spitting going on over there. Coach Joe just spit all over my microphone. You absolutely ruined it. Suck for luck. Suck dick for luck, apparently. It's a, it's a, it's a new one. Yeah. They should make shirts. Yeah. Down in Baton Rouge. Okay. Let's go to a uh, another call. Real quick, AJ's calling from a uh, a cave or something. Yeah, AJ's calling from the fucking jail jail cell where they shot Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> Whenever y'all came to Texas, but I was on a work trip and I'm just now getting home from it. So, anyways, uh, while I was gone, I binged Ballers on HBO, and that shit is lit, man. Wind Rock Johnson. Fucking that reporter in his office. Jesus Christ, that stuff is awesome. I love seeing The Rock's bare naked ass. Anyways, um, the new season starts today on Sunday, and I'm just wondering, uh, are y'all gonna watch it? Are y'all gonna talk about it? What's up? Anyways, uh, I do it for the claw. All right, bye, boys. Uh, I stopped. I wa- I think I gave Ballers. So I give it two or three seasons, and then I stopped. I watched the first season and maybe like a half. What, what season is this? I think it's the fifth season. I watched maybe like the first season and a half or the first two seasons, and then I I can say with almost certainty that I missed all of season three, part of season four. I ended up watching, like basically you know, somebody else was watching. My girlfriend was watching. She was she like decided to binge to catch up to the end. She ended up watching like most of season four. It was just like on in the background. Ballers is trash. And I love The Rock, but Ballers is the hottest of trash. I, this comes from a guy who I watched every episode of Entourage. Entourage is trash. But at least Entourage like had fucking we didn't know Entourage was trash when it started. It was like, this is kind of cool, this is kind of fun. Ballers is a worse entourage. It's so trash. And then they create these fucking shitty storylines. Like last year, the storyline was what's his name? The fucking British. Who's a British comedian? Russell Brands fucking running a fucking extreme sports network. And the Rock's got to take. It's so trash. And by the way, we called out Dallas for being like the basic white girl of Texas. I am not surprised that the guy from Dallas, Texas, watches fucking Ballers and said it's lit. Ballers sucks. I like the Sorry, Rock. Sorry, HBO. I love. By the way, I love every show on HBO. All I want to do is be on every show on HBO. Ballers is trash. Well, the thing is, I like a lot of the actors. I love The Rock. I like uh, Rob Corddry. But it's one of those things like, what happens? It's all these like, it's this very entourage thing where like, we're going to create this thing. Yeah, my, it's gonna create my, this my drama, struggle. But the drama doesn't have it. Like, oh no. The drama is that like, the Rock will or will not be like the president of football for a new team that's moving to fucking Vegas. Like, they, are there a lot of stakes in that? Like, oh, otherwise they'll just be kind of rich. My, like when it started, they were talking about like, oh, The Rock has fucking head injury. Like, s- stick with that. Yeah, my struggle with the show, I really wanted to like it a lot. I, like I said, I gave it definitely two seasons, maybe three, but I kept finding myself 
it's not good if you feel forced. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, if, if I'm feeling, oh, I should watch this just because, and I'll be honest, that's how I feel this season with Hard Knocks, as we've discussed. I, I'm feeling, oh, I just got to watch it because we can talk about it on the show. But, yeah, I, I fell off. Uh, it also doesn't help, like you said, HBO has set the bar so high with their shows. HBO has such amazing content. That I'd rather watch Bill Hader's character from Barry paint a house than watch Ballers. Yeah, I've struggled. Um, but, yeah, you know, people like it. That's cool. You guys can watch it. Uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me that a claw dog loves it, Aaron. You know, th- th- those are your people, Aaron. Do you watch it? Uh, no, I, I kind of gave it the same run you guys did. I think I, think I gave it the first two seasons, and then I kind of uh, checked out a couple of the third season, but I didn't actually stay with it. I just kind of found myself on my phone too much while watching the, sh- the shows. That's not a good sign. And it was, yeah, it was like, I- I'm not paying attention enough. This, yeah. This isn't exactly. for me. It, it's like, I started Euphoria this weekend. I've heard so much about it. I knew it was a very highly acclaimed show, so I started it, and that's exactly what hit me. I realized, dude, when you're watching Euphoria, like when I'm watching Euphoria, I'm not on my phone at all. I am locked in. I don't I like I watched Euphoria and I pretty much binged it. Like I watched a couple episodes. Like I'm not like the biggest Euphoria fan, but it's like it's pretty good. You I, know? No, I'm not either. I'm just saying that's my point of what he's saying. If you're dabbling on your phone, if I'm really into At something least there's stakes. You know? Like I just don't know the stakes in ballers. Yeah. Like the at no point. In Ballers, has The Rock, Rob Corddry, the Diva wide receiver, anything, have they fucking, has has anybody not been driving a Range Rover in like a $1,400 suit? The only guy, shout out to like the fucking best part of Ballers, is our boy Omar fucking Miller. It's like, oh, he's working at a car dealership, and then he ends up the fucking GM of the Dolphins. Like, that's a cool storyline. This guy, what do you do after you're out of the league and you can't whatever? Like, And I'm not saying that because he came on our show, but it, like at least that was, you know that story. I played. I'm a gigantic offensive lineman. I play. What next? What happens to me next? I'm selling used cars. Yeah, which is probably a common thing. Yeah. The Rock's like, what happens after like a borderline Hall of Famer in the NFL? I don't know. They just give you a fucking shit ton of money, and you walk around, and you fucking eat painkillers like they're candy. Also, Rock, just drink water with your painkillers. Like, what the <laughs> f- What kind of Rock shit is this? He's like taking fucking horse pills and like chewing them like this this doesn't make you a, it's not it doesn't make you any less badass to wash down your fucking painkillers with water in fact you know what makes it badass washing it down with alcohol like a real fucking degenerate the rocks just always chewing on painkillers what is this fucking shitty shtick that they came up with whose idea was it that the rock was going to chew his painkillers has the rock ever fucking taken painkillers that's not how it works He's always, like, popping them out of a fucking Pez dispenser. Like, grow up. I knew. Pranko. Take it with a fucking glass of red wine like a real man. I knew you'd have a passionate response to that. Okay, one more call. This is concerning a possible 2019 NFL season bet, Joe. Ooh. You know, me and you have a bet every year. Loser has to watch ballers. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Zach from Indiana. I had a... Uh, 
idea about the NFL bet this year, and um, it kind of got three parts to it. I mean, it you can record it for content. Um, it's got a component of public humiliation, and you can use the little text hat that Ruther likes so much. Um, so here it is. The loser spent three hours on Venice Beach Boardwalk with cut-off jeans, no shirt, with the little text, big, gigantic cowboy hat. He's got to stand there on the boardwalk with a boombox with, like, a uh, a mix of songs like uh, I'm Too Sexy, um, Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood, um, Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart, stuff, stuff like that. Just got to stand there and dance and uh, get publicly humiliated for a couple hours. Hell, you might even be able to throw out a, a can or something and, and recoup some money for the fuss fund. But I thought that would be a, a fun idea for the NFL bet this year. So um, thanks, you guys. Stay dirty. Well, Zach, I'll be honest. Why even do a bet? I'll just do that shit for free, bro. Literally my response to this was, Fun bet. I like it. If my co-host was anybody else, that'd be like, oh, no one wants to do a thing. Ruther's fucking living in the little text hat at this point. And the drawer. It's like, this is just some shit Ruther would do on a Saturday. Yeah. It can't, like, it needs to be just as bad. Like, neither one of us wanted to go to a Juggalo concert. Ruther's like, can't wait to lose so I can fucking dance to I'm Too Sexy on the boardwalk. Yeah, like, I'll be honest. That's something I would do. I mean, I busted out the cowboy hat jorts. And boots Saturday at the pool. So, Prano's right. This has kind of become a thing for me. So, I like where his head's at, and I like that we're getting NFL bet ideas. We definitely, this year, we need to lock it down before the year starts. Yeah, definitely something neither of us wants to do. Loser has to talk like Andrew Luck for the entire run of the playoffs. They've got Patriots in the first round. Oh man, I'm just trying to. Think. Last one, last year was good. Remember, we came up with like loser couldn't swear during the playoff run, and if they did, they couldn't watch the Super Bowl. I didn't like last year's. I like this. I like the idea that the Super Bowl was dangling in the. But you see, that's the difference. You were like, I can't not watch the Super Bowl. Like I can't. No, I just I, I like public humiliation. I like. I like to turn it into event, an event. Like going to the Insane Clown Posse concert, then you have video footage, then you have a whole discussion around it. I like stuff like that. I think, I think it's got to be something you, neither of us want to do. And uh, look, man, we live in a very liberal, left-leaning city. There's some, there's some stuff we could not want to put ourselves in front of that we could definitely do. I'll just put that out there. Send us your NFL bet ideas, 310-359-8365. If you don't know, if you're new to the show or if you're not really understanding the NFL bet, it's every year Ruther and I pick all the games with the spread, and loser has to do X. Yeah. So that will be happening in the next couple weeks. All right, that is our show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Dirty Sports. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Andy Ruther. You can follow Joe Prano over here at Fix Your Life on Twitter and at Joe Prano on Instagram. That's right. And I'll be in San Diego with Eddie Ift at La Jolla Comedy Store. 
the first weekend of September. So come check that out. Um, but yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram and uh, let me know where you live and what comedy club I should come to by you. And if you tell me that on some sort of social media app, definitely tag them in it. You guys can follow. What's your What's your Twitter handle? Ander, handle Aaron. Uh, at Diaz Interns for Twitter, at Aaron Maharis for Instagram. And, yeah, I'll always hit you with the follow for follow. <laughs> follow. There's rumors we might be getting claw dog shirts. Yes. See? Uh, it's it's a, currently a work in progress. Yeah. But uh, just trying to uh, spread the word of, of the claw dogs and grow the pack one day at a time. See, guys, as much as I shit on uh, White Claw, I have no problem getting shirts made for the show. See? So I am a man of the people. Okay, Dirtballs, that's the show. Thanks, everybody, for sticking around. Thanks for all the commentary on YouTube. We'll be back on Thursday. Have a great week, Dirtballs, and most importantly, stay dirty.